get wasted on south of nowhere guys remember us what's up y'all long time no here but we are still here you know what's funny i always think about if we keep saying hey we're back remember us every single episode <laughs> then the people that are binging it straight through are gonna hear that every time they're like yeah we just heard you like two hours Five ago. Seconds ago yeah whatever <laughs> but to the people that have been rocking with us from jump street we're back we're back yes. and and for the people back that like we never left exactly and um if you guys don't remember i'm Nettie, and i'm always niecy yeah of course who else would you be oh yeah sometimes <laughs> you're al denise so we gotta listen <laughs> you don't gotta tell the world my government name i'm antoinette this is antoinette your uh your host hostess this is still niecy <laughs> the host the other hostess so the reason that we're real mad giggly today is because we interviewed Matt Cohen and Mandy Musgrave. I kid yes, you not. You heard that correctly. The Matthew Cohen and the Mandy Musgrave. The real people, you guys. Yes, like I am I'm still in shock because <laughs> it's like they invited us into their homes and they opened up they their really arms did. and they gave mm-hmm. us a warm blanket and made some cocoa for us. Even though it was over Zoom. Mm-hmm. It feels like they welcomed us into their lives physically. And you know what? There's an appearance. I'm just going to, it's just, it's not a little baby spoiler. We got baby Macklin who makes an appearance on this interview too. Woo! Baby Macklin. One of the coolest celebrity babies there is. <laughs> that he's a cool celebrity baby. Like, what am I going to yeah, say? So, he's cool, yeah. Um, before we get into the interview and talking a little bit about it, we're going to do some mailbag because Our last episode was back in October, and a lot of people, well, a few people since then, have had some cool things to say to us and had a few new listeners as well. So, not a few, a good amount of new listeners, but a few of you have actually reached out to us, and I love to hear from you guys. I really do. We both do, and it's really, it's really fun. It's really a fun time. So, let me get to some of those. Mm -hmm. Um... So we have a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and it is from Incredible Ted. And they say, I found South of Nowhere when it came out. I was 10 years old. I don't think enough people talk about how important that show was for queer youth, and I'm glad this podcast is talking about the show. I just started the podcast, so I will review again, but thank you for bringing this podcast into the forefront again. Well, thank you. You know, we Holla. do our thing. We do our thing thing. You know, we try. We, we try. try. You know, yeah. I'm modest. I ain't shit. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. And next, it's an email from Twilight Forest 682. The subject of the email is huge fan of the podcast. And the message is, hi there. I recently found SON and binged the hell out of it. I also have been listening to your podcast. I absolutely love you both. Y'all are so fun, and I feel like I'm right there in the conversation. Anyways, you both are my favorite podcast, and I'm so glad I found Get Wasted. <laughs> also, as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, I really appreciate how accepting you both are. Always, Twilight Forest 682. Oh, Cute. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Love to hear it. Yeah, I love those kind of messages. They give me warm fuzzies, and <laughs> people still say that, warm fuzzies. I used to say that a lot in kindergarten. But it just uh, it just keeps, just to know that people are finding the show, even 
during the panty, like people were just like <laughs> looking for stuff to watch and people were recommending it to their friends and revisiting the show. Like it's just been great to see. Um, yeah, the pandemica has really opened some doors to some opportunities for people to listen to our listen to and find out about the show. Yeah. And the podcast. Such a, you know, when you're in a Panasonic, you know, things, (laughs) you have a lot of time for things. (laughs) The the panoramic has ruined some lives. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes when you're in a Panda Express, you gain all this extra time. (laughs) You gain all this extra time to do a lot of cool things. So um, thank you, people that have have found us. Hopefully we brought you some joy during those times. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got another one here from... uh, Danielle Parent, just found your podcast and I'm living for it. Thank you both for making this. I rewatch this series every couple years and I'm so happy to have a podcast to listen to after each episode. Wow. So every time you rewatch the show, we'll be a part of that. Like, (laughs) that's going to be freaking awesome. Wow. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And we got one that's a review of our last interview. Actually, I actually have two things. The next couple are, are reviews of our previous interview with Maeve Quinlan. And on Twitter, <laughs> at BK December Soul says, I was just able to listen to Maeve's Inti. It's interview for short. Ooh, cute. Love and it. And now hers, besides Rob's, is my favorite. Best part for me is her mom's phone call unexpected i was near tears glad she wanted it to remain for dementia awareness as usual great job well you know yeah, we, gotta... we you're about to have a new favorite interview after this one <laughs> <Yeah>. ma'am so <laughs> we appreciate maves being your favorite but get ready to have your mind blown yeah get ready to like you might cry on this one so you might actually draw some tears instead of being near tears you might actually we'll get into a little bit of the specificities but yeah yeah um <laughs> So uh, tennis fan three three nine nine on Twitter says, "I mentioned before what a great job Nettie and Nisi do on the SON podcast. I've been in a lot of tennis interviews, and no one has made me like a show so much more than they have. The Mave podcast was the best I've ever heard and watched ever. Um, what's really cool is that Mave is a was a professional tennis player." So I don't know if you know that. You probably know that. You're a tennis fan. That's what you're. That's what the name says. So I'm just letting you know. That's so cool that you liked our interview. And I, we appreciate that. Um, so kind of the moment you've all been waiting for, uh, the interview with Matt, Mandy, and Macklin. Um, I just want to give you guys a little bit of insight. So we contacted, I don't even know how we got this interview. We kind of just fell into our laps because... <laughs> You know, I never thought we'd get any of the big three. I call them the big three because... Yeah, like in basketball. Like in basketball. We love basketball. So And they're three. So I call them the big mm-hmm. three. I That's never legit, thought yeah. we would get the big three or anybody from the big three. But Matt just kind of responded to one of our posts. And I was like, let's go, you know? I DM'd him. I was like, let's do this. I, was, I wasn't that like... the DMs. I was actually quite <laughs> nervous, so... It wasn't I wasn't that cool when I talked to him on email, but <laughs> I want to let you guys know that when you hear the interview, um, it starts out with Matt initially and we weren't really sure. I wasn't really sure if we were going to get Mandy or not or if she was going to be like watching Macklin or because <laughs> we didn't talk to her to set the interview up. We talked to 
I thought to just Matt. You yeah. know, I mean, she lives there too. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking that she was going to pop in because we didn't request her formally. So you'll hear him first and then she comes in and we're like totally geeked. Yeah, you'll hear us <laughs> kind of be like, oh my God. Ah, yeah we get kind of geeky and i'm I'm not sorry about it because y'all would be too sorry not sorry yeah y'all if y'all got this opportunity y'all would be geeky too so and they were cool about it y'all y'all know (laughs) stop playing and um so you'll hear that and then also macklin comes in later on as well and we geek we geek out again (laughs) you know celebrity babies i mean come on so um, baby so part of the way through, they start talking about Mama Bear, which is the short film that Mandy started in, that Matt directed. If you guys want to hear that, I, I recommend you stick stick around for that part because it's so cute. They talk about working together and all that stuff. And yeah. there's a Macklin appearance, a couple of them. <laughs> um, anything else? Um, don't think so. All right, guys, here it is. Get your ears ready. This is our interview with Matt Cohen, Mandy Musgrave, and Macklin Cohen. Enjoy! Hey! Hello! Friends, what up? (laughs) I love your background. My my setup that I just spent like the last hour making cool for y'all. Yes, I love it. I did something similar. (laughs) I love it. I appreciate y'all and I'm so excited and and we can get on with this thing. Awesome. (laughs) So uh, me, uh, I'm Nettie. Hi, Nessie. Nettie and Nisi. All right. Nice mm-hmm. to meet y'all. Yeah. We're in Florida. We're uh, we're from Florida. Florida girls. Wait, I know you're wait, a Florida wait, boy. Wait. <laughs> well, hold the phone. Okay. So where in Florida? Tampa, Florida. We grew up in Tampa, Florida. And that's where you guys went to school, high school. Are you still, what What are you doing now? You in college, high so, school, working? Um, Nisi is in college in Miami at Florida okay. National. Nice. Um, yes. I actually live in New York. I'm uh, visiting family down here. So yeah, I went to the University of Florida. I know you went to FSU, yeah. right? <laughs> I, went, I went to FSU where I was um, the least amount focused on education as I could have possibly been. And that was because I, my dad put so much pressure on me in high school to get straight A's. And I did. I had perfect attendance. Get this. I'm going to tell you some crazy things today. And so first of all, I see your support and I love your support and you guys keep alive something that's so special to me. Obviously South of nowhere is the reason I exist. It's the reason I have a family. It's the reason literally I have a career. And it's also literally the reason I have life. Um, That show gave me life. We'll get into that as, as we go on. Um, wait, hold on. And I, this is what I do also, just so you know, when I'm drinking coffee, I go on lots of tangents. So you're going to constantly okay. have to like, it's real mad back into. We'll do. We'll make Love it. it. Um, all right. So yeah, I was at FSU and, and I, I was the first person in my family to ever go to college because there was never, there was never a lot of, um, importance placed on that, I guess, for the rest of my relatives, or they just kind of couldn't pull it off or afford it. And so I went to college on Florida State, and I had an academic scholarship. And in high school, I wanted to do well so bad that I had perfect attendance from second grade to graduation. Nice. Let's do the applause. We're going to add that in. Yeah, there's like, a like, I mean, is it applause? Or was I the loner only child who wanted friends and a brother and sister so bad that I had to go to school to find it? Um, You couldn't even stay home sick? No. Couldn't be sick? No. Oh, my gosh. 
like I didn't get sick. Like I would get a cold and he, my dad would be like, look, by the time you get to football practice at four, you'll sweat it out. You'll feel good. And so I thought, oh, well, that's the medicine to get better. <laughs> Sweating it out and banging your brain around. <laughs> right. Um, look, we know more now than we did before. Obviously, yeah. I would never send Macklin to school sick, especially, you know, considering us all coming out of crazy ass COVID um, coming out of it. I mean, it's still here, but yeah. Yeah, you know, now we're aware. We're aware that humans are dirty, disease-ridden people that are looking <laughs> looking to sneeze their little bubbles on everybody. Um, we got to be careful. We have to be careful. So I won't be having perfect attendance with my son because if he feels a sniffle, I'm keeping his ass home. Yeah. Um, How long did you go to FSU before you... I was there three years. I was what I like to call a celebrated third-year freshman. Um mm-hmm. There, there were several reasons for that. I, I began bartending when I got into college and I thought, man, I can make a ridiculous amount of money, like and a ridiculous amount of money in college is, you know, three, $400 cash a week. <laughs> um, and I just have to work from like eight to 4am. And so I was like, oh, I'll just do this. And what that began to look like was missing that eight o'clock class, mm. missing that 915 class, showing up at 1130 for like, you're like, PE sort of kind of easy credit class. And then I got academically expelled from Florida State. Oh, wow. And at that time, I met a manager and decided I was going to run away from school, run away from all my friends and family in Florida, because before I dug the hole deeper of screwing up my opportunity, um, I need to run away and figure it out. And I, I became an actor. And that's I don't know, call it failing out, call it my dad's pressure to get into college, call it me bartending, but whatever it is led me to a place that I'm by far the most happy, by far Mm. the most creative. And like you guys know, it's not a secret. Like I came out here and met a girl and now I have a life. Like, like I'm, I'm, it's when I say it out loud, it's still weird. My first on-screen kiss I, I made a person with like yeah. it's so crazy don't make it's, me tear up man. I know. No, hey, look, it was funny because I was talking to her this morning and I was like hey I'm hopping on with this you know and I'm, you're kind of the heartbeat of this show they're probably going to want you on eventually if you want to pop in today whatever and she's like oh I'm sure they want to meet baby Thor from the, from the uh we did yeah the five years like later. ridiculous kind of <laughs> Yeah, Tommy wrote this thing and we kind of did this five years later and literally art predicted life. My son's turning six in April. It's so crazy. He could play, if you guys ever reboot it, he could play Baby Thor. Yeah, that would be so awesome. I don't want to give you guys false hopes of a reboot, (laughs) but I will say this. It hasn't left my mind for a second. I tried to reboot it with Nancy Lee years back and we tried to put together these monologue things with a concept to sell it. And you guys saw it got, mm-hmm. you know, we put it out there for everybody to see, but knowing what I know now, what I've learned through the kind of the directing, you know, side of, of making television and film, like, I think I can do it. I think if I reached out to Tommy, you know, like we both have a lot of lot going on in the, in the production world, but if, I think there's a world where I can reach out to Tommy and Tommy and I can come up with a smart budget where we can make a film with these characters that everybody will do it. Like we all love each other. We still mm-hmm. got a real camaraderie amongst us. And I think if Tommy can pen the script and I could direct it mm-hmm. and I could get all my buddies, you know, all these friends of mine to work <laughs> on it for cheap, I think we could have a really cool film 
that's very detached from those high school days of South of Nowhere and very attached to what's really going on. Black Lives Matter, uh, equality, Asian hate, all these different things are our current politics mm-hmm. and what it's like, though, how those characters are dealing with this modern craziness that we're all trying to figure out, right? Like I think, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of a relatable, a relatable story to be told with Ashley and Aiden and Spencer as the heartbeat of these these three people that are everybody, they're everybody. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're all of us. You know, I think they'd all even be more grounded now because of the life experience that all the actors have had that would get to play those characters. So honestly, Mandy and I think about it all the time. Like when is the right time? When do we think to reboot it? Do some of the cast like Val and them, like they're obviously busy on stuff. Do we need to wait till everybody's kind of star power whatever gets to be the biggest so we can get money i don't know but we think about it often which is crazy because the show is so so long ago already it's yeah so long i would ago. be like i don't know if just a movie would do it for me like <laughs> like a, a mini series or something but yeah I mean, ideally a series would be the perfect thing you know we could retell and obviously for me it would have to be on cable because we were so kind of muzzled considering we're on, you know, Nickelodeon and MDTV mm-hmm. and that kind of world, when there's a reality, you know, that's R-rated for this. And I don't mean, you know, sexually. I mean, of course, there's those moments where we want to see if the story leads to a sexual moment, then we want to see it played out, not, you know, the the basic way made for television. We want to see it played out real. But I think the the violence in our world and the and the, and the lack of acceptance, like these things can lead to conversations between characters that are, you know, a little more R rated. If we're going to be real, if we're yeah. going to really talk about what the hell is going on, you know, it's, it's, it's all possible. Hopefully we yeah. can pull it off. You know, we never know. I know everybody from the original team is, is more than happy and more than willing to, to come back and, and play those characters. So it could be fun. Yeah. Let, let Mandy know. I know she probably already knows, but she has an open invite on our uh, on our podcast anytime <laughs> she wants to come through. She, you'll have you'll have her. I already told her. I said, look, this oh is it's, my interview isn't even cool unless it leads <laughs> to your interview. You got to understand that. Like, I'm just the guy who married the lead chick from South America. Like, it's, you're way more than that. You're Aiden James Dennison. Aiden James. We gave you a middle name, Aiden James Dennison. And we named your parents too. Oh, I always wonder about my parents. Who are my parents? Tell me about. Uh, Barbara and Jonathan Dennison. Bar- Barbara and Jonathan, the happy, loving parents of little Aiden, Aiden Jones Dennison. James. And, uh, what James, did, James. Aiden James. Aiden James. Aiden James. What did they do? What did they do uh, for a living? Oh, well, we didn't think that far. Well, mm. come on. I thought you were backstory creators. We just came up with the oh. fact that they're Barb and, jo- and Jonathan, and they're very good looking. Jonathan's a businessman, and Barbara is... You think she'd be a school teacher? Ooh, I think she could be. Or do you think Barbara could be like a CEO of something? She could be whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> they could both be in business. I feel like Aiden's parents were kind of like they had enough money mm-hmm. they were okay middle class middle to upper class probably and mm-hmm. too busy to really be full on with him yeah. right because mm-hmm. he was always a lo- he was always like by himself or like staying at the carlins or something yeah right. we never like, met he was like i always compared aiden to like the luke perry character of 90210 where you're like wait a minute wait a minute what's <laughs> wait that dude's 40 and he's a grown man <laughs> <laughs> 
dude's mustache looks just like my dad's. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts of, um, of the show was seeing Aiden go through a change from season one to season three. First, he started out as this, you know, trash talking basketball court. <laughs> the, listen, baby, baby boy and uh, <laughs> son, we don't do it like that here. But then he, you know, the school shooting happened and he started going through emotions and PTSD and things like that. Was there any way that you researched like PTSD or how do you play that character to make it realistic? Um, it's funny. Like you research PTSD and you get like a lot of kind of uh, military type of things. And I, cu- I couldn't really d- draw the comparison to that. I came up in Miami um, I saw a lot of rough things, like despite what you see now, like it's not really a shell of who I was and the things that I was raised around. Um, I saw a lot of violence, you know, not not just in my house, but my dad worked in a very industrial area, warehouse district type place. Like I seen, I'd seen crazy things, you know, as a young person. So I remember when Bethany Rooney was the director, which so crazy because Bethany Rooney, who's like the undisputed queen of directing all things TV. She's directed everything under the moon. She's literally just launched me and helped me onto my directing career. It was so funny. We're talking about it right now. I remember her coming up to us and going, okay, like, let's talk about this. What does it look like when somebody's pulls a gun and what's your reaction? And I'm like, well, Aiden's reaction would be to protect them or you know not like i'm gonna take a bullet for you but like (laughs) i think in the heat of a moment that's the person i am is like if there's a fight about to happen like get behind me let me do it or take charge or be the one that gets it i don't know why and so like that's what led to kind of aiden taking a bullet and all that stuff and then obviously the cliffhanger tv cliffhanger of who's getting written off (laughs) next season um did you think it was you or did you already know it wasn't i didn't know it wasn't but i had suspected that it wasn't going to be me but i i when they make it so clear and (laughs) tommy lynch the the creator of the show we had a good um rapport back and forth and he would always tease me because he knew mandy and i were into each other and he would always be like if you break her heart Yes, he told us that actually. Yeah. Him. A bus is going to hit Aiden like, <laughs> in the next episode. I'll rewrite this episode. Two buses come in at the same time and mush you up. Um, yeah. he, he was kind of like that. So it was it was fun. And like, so when they, I read the script, Aiden, you know, looks like Aiden gets shot. And then you hope that the first episode you're in and then the first episode of the next season, you see, oh, you're on a gurney lifeless. Mm you know you have your moment and then right. obviously it turned into clay um but yeah you know it's it's look i it's so funny being on the other side of this now because you guys know i'm working for entertainment tonight so i'm mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. i've done zooms with everybody and i'm the one driving the conversation trying to get them to you know you know release a little extra stuff and and this and that and it just feels it's so surreal to be on the I like that you're talking though. This is just like uh, when we interviewed Maeve, she kind of like given us everything. So it made it easy. Yeah. Have you guys had anybody else? We've had, so Tommy, Asha, Valerie, Rob, and Maeve. You're number six. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I will guarantee you Mandy and I can pretty much bother Gabby until she says yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. That'd be great. I appreciate I that. I will. 
I'll bother her right now. And actually, this is the clip you should post on Twitter. Gabby, why have you not done this podcast as of this moment right now? Mandy's doing it and everybody else is doing it, but you haven't done it. So, hey, what's going on? Guys, guys, introduce yourselves. This is my far better half. uh, My name is Nettie. Um, I'm Nisi. You're very beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm I'm dropping in. I just want to let you know, Max, how much chocolate do you put in the pancakes? Not too much. Okay. Our cat ate a piece, so my son, our, our son's oh. out there like, oh, he's going to die. Like a tablespoon of cocoa powder in it. Okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Can I sit You can in? hang out. You can hang Please. Because I know he'll yeah. ramble. She knows how I get on coffee, too. Right? <laughs> do you guys, um, so the webisodes that you guys did on the show, do you guys remember those kind of? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites is when all of you, all the friends are like imitating each other. I'm pretending to because <laughs> me and my friends do that all the time and um matt you do this thing where you're like you do your hands and you, <laughs> you pretend to be be oh, spencer classic gabby yes yeah. it was great so, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> i love that did you guys how did that work did you guys hold the camera it was toby was filming and they had a smaller camera but typically whenever we were filming it was, it was someone else holding it like this okay. although there were times when he would pass it over and we'd hold it but that whole scene like wasn't really written we all were making fun of gabby not <laughs> ashley so or spencer and it was kyla uh, Eileen Boylan was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That was that was awesome. But yeah, so most of it was just like they give you a topic and then just kind of riff. I think it was Sometimes. loose like that. I think it was there was some scripted version of of what we were doing, I think, but it was it was pretty loose. We were trying to kind of make something, you know, with the relationships of the actual actors in there. Yeah, okay. I think if it, if it was comedic, it was typically um improved. Yeah. Towards the later stuff anyway, because we all knew our characters. Our characters became a lot more like us and we a lot more like them. So I think we just, it was mostly improv. But the drama stuff was not. Like the, the, the you guys did a webisode where Ashley finds out she's pregnant. That sounded very... Is that was that the one where we're picking off names and oh that was there was five years later there's that one there's one where you you're doing a test like the pregnancy test and you're waiting on it and Aiden's like all nervous I can remember this one. And, but Ashley's like, it's fine. It's not going to come up positive, whatever. He's like, no, come on. We got to be serious about yes, this. That was a flashback. Yeah. Like, yeah. From when you and I were together. And I think Spencer saw it and was. It, it might have been that same camera reel. But yeah, it was kind of like prequel. Type that's of right. Episode. And then the camera drops and it's our feet. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. I held on to those moments because I, I was in love with him. And I was like, oh, I get to hug him in this. <laughs> oh. Oh my god! Can't tell a whole world that <laughs> you're playing an iconic gay character thinking about me the whole time. It just doesn't oh. work. Oh, it's the cutest thing. <laughs> it totally worked. Gabby oh. was my saving grace in so many ways. <laughs> Real life, you are my Spencer. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my gosh, you guys are like disgustingly cute. Like <laughs> <laughs> to see this right now, I'm like trying to keep it together. I really am. Gabby here. She was going to come over recently too. We keep texting about it all. But... I'll figure it out for you guys. I'll, yeah. get it, I'll, I'll get her on board, whether it's a solo or the three of us hanging out. And yeah, whatever's clever. Yeah. I got um, you guys. What were you guys' um, favorite episode to shoot or to be a part of? I really, you have one I, mean, I hear everyone say that they like the beach episode. So I want to say that's one of my favorite, but it was, 
really cold and hard to film. And I think I had like tassels for a swimsuit, <laughs> which I didn't like, but that was fun. It was nice being outside yeah. and it was a great storyline with Spencer coming out in a way and not understanding what she was feeling and if it was normal. Um, but I also really, I think my favorite one to film was when we were in the loft and you and I were fighting like crazy and I was kicking oh, you out of my yes. loft. yes. And I said something like, go see Lily Allen something. Yes. yes. <laughs> we said- love Lily Allen, by the way. So I really love that line. I just remember I was I was forcing a bad actor cry out of my eye. I was like, Ooh. it was good. You were like really serious, like yeah. And then you were like, next time you have an emergency, call nine one one. And we were like, oh bars, man, you told her. You got the mic, and then you yes. walked out. <laughs> I yeah. never have the guts to say any of that stuff in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you? Did you ask? Yeah, I yeah. did. I did. I liked. Um, there was a scene. I guess it was third season, but it's like Aiden's having a dream sequence and you pop over the couch with a baby. Yes. <laughs> and Maeve's in her lingerie. And Maeve's eating like pizza. <laughs> but here's the thing I got to do with Toby. So our, our director of photography, Toby, this amazing guy, we didn't have a lot of money to make that show. So we we're constantly coming up with clever ways to do things. And that sequence is usually filmed by a kind of an expensive camera rental that's kind of known as a doggy cam. It's a very lightweight camera Mm. that like you see it in horror movies and it's looking at their face and it kind of gives the weird movement. So we couldn't afford that. So they actually hooked the entire Steadicam, professional Steadicam rig on me, which is about a hundred pounds. And then they put a suit jacket over it. So you couldn't see I had these giant metal straps going like this. And then I'm holding a camera right here in front of me like this. So it's about this far from my face. And I'm walking through (laughs) trying to act and and film myself like this into the camera. And I'm like looking into the camera. And I remember that was the moment where I was like, oh, steady cams are cool. Like, I think I like the other side of this world a little bit. And I, I just thought, oh, one day I can be a steady cam operator and literally probably why I'm a director now is because of that moment. That's awesome. So, well, I want to ask you then about that. You have uh, mama bear that I did see uh, when you, was it? Oh, there's the poster. I'm trying to remove the short everywhere because it's been sold. uh, And is in the process of trying to be made right now into a feature film. Nice. Um, Casting is up in the air. Obviously it's out of our control. If, if mom here gets to play mama, you know, the movie might get too big for us, put who we want in it, but you know, we'll see. And, and, you know, the bottom line is I got to direct my wife in, I don't know if you can see this little thing back here, but there's like 50 awards on there that this girl won for mama bear short film which literally got me to the point of being a director. Cause like you put a good actor in a role and you're like, Oh, I hope this works. And then all of a sudden she kicks ass so hard that you sell a short film and it turns into a real movie. Yeah. Um, It looked really good on you. Like being an action star, like it was great. It felt good. It felt good. I love that. And luckily because we've been together and known each other for so long, he was like, I know the perfect thing for you. And he called his friend and he was like, we need this and I want something like this for my wife. And this is what you write. Let's figure this out. And when he told me about it, I kept going, all right, we'll see. Sure. Sure. And then four o'clock in the morning, he was like, it's today you're coming, you're filming. 
And it was like, oh my, this is happening. And it was so intense nonstop. And like, I cracked my ribs and in Mm. one of the scenes and still had to keep going. And I didn't want to say anything to anyone talking and like having a hard time breathing. And finally Mm -hmm. someone was like, what's going on? Why are you holding your side? And I was like, I don't want to say anything because it's my husband's project and I don't want like insurance or any, I don't know what's wrong. I don't want to say anything. (laughs) But then they were like, no, that, that's why we have insurance. Everything's covered. You're fine. It was crazy. Like we'll I, work through it. Yeah, yeah. And we couldn't, have, I couldn't have done it. So I wanted to make a short film cause I was working on a soap opera and I just kind of, I, I don't want to say bored because it sounds like such a negative term, but I've been doing the same thing over and over again for three years playing within this character. I needed to explode all these other creative things that were in my head. And I got to do that through her making this short film. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it came out amazing, but I couldn't have done it had I not put my wife in it. And that goes in so many different ways. Like Richard Spade Jr. from Band of Brothers, he's a director, actor. He told me, he's like, I'm like, Rich, I got to do something. I'm, I'm a little creatively strangled right now. What can I do? He's like, you got to write what you know. At that point, my, my son, our son was like two and a half or three. And all I'd known up to that point was how to be tired and stay awake and then how to watch a world become a woman, become a mom, become a superhero to when it comes to her son. And then take that story and put it in these bro centric, like over the top one liner action movies. And I'm like, why do I have to watch male action stars anymore? Why? I don't, I don't have to. We've seen males do it for so long. We're tired of it. Give me something new. When Charlize Theron did Atomic Blonde and, and Haywire came out in Peppermint, everybody's like, oh, this is cool. This is really cool. But the difference of Mama Bear is Mama Bear is a story where you can't replace our lead character, male or female. You see, mm. the, lo- the love Mama Bear portrays, and even the short, is so <laughs> strong. It's, her, it's everything that keeps her fighting you can't just put a man in that character. So like, that's what was so cool to me about Mama Bear is the true love of a, of, a, of a mother and a child, you don't understand. Only mothers know it and they can't even explain it. They can mm-hmm. say, I love you. I'll, I'll die for you. I'll do anything for you, but you can't really understand it. And I think Mama Bear is kind of the first action star, action hero, grounded and, and relatable to the every woman out there but she's also larger than life because it's TV and we can make that her world comic book, you know, the Punisher esque, mm-hmm. but I just, I think it's so cool. And I, and the other reason that I couldn't have done it without Mandy is there were like, I shot a short film in four days and everybody got paid a hundred dollars a day. Like there was no money involved. She and Adam Fergus, who's the brilliant Irish actor that plays the bad guy that she kicks the shit out of. <laughs> um, they would come to my house every day for 14 days and practice for two hours, this fight sequence that the very brilliant Steve Brown, Steve Brown is the guy that's doing the next two avatar movies for James Cameron. Okay. He came down on the weekends, drove up to our set to work with Mandy and Adam and give me that fight sequence. And like, like everybody gave to me, um, especially when it came to her, everybody gave their time and their, there, you know, we wanted to have her in the coolest wardrobe and make make her look like a mom, but also a totally badass character and all these different things. And she fell down and ended up like cracking a rib in her chest, oh, wow. like just from impact. And we couldn't kind of stop filming. So it was like, can you do three more takes till we get it, please? 
you know, it was crazy, but. It didn't uh, feel really bad at first though. You guys want an underwire, right? Yeah. It just felt like the underwire, you know, bra was like poking into my ribs. So I was like, Ooh, this is uncomfortable. But I didn't know at first. Yeah. The benefit of him being the director though, was that he wasn't trying to have me take it easy and like, Oh, do you need to sit down? Oh, it's okay. You know, look at this. And, and yeah. I'm not that type of person. So when he was like, Let's keep going. Let's keep going. It's okay. If you need padding, if you need to stop, we need to do that. But if you want to keep going, let's keep going. And it happened to be like, there's a stunt where she hits a breakaway bottle on this guy's head. Then he in turn like gets hit and goes, ah, and like whips his head. When he whipped his head, that's when he hit the front of the camera and it Mm -hmm. split him, but it split his face open right where she hits him with the bottle. So I was like, medic, medic, can you take a look at this real quick? You see right there, there's like a, inch long cut gushing blood can we do anything <laughs> about it he's like well it's probably going to need some sutures i was like shh, 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 shh. wait it doesn't look so bad um and i look at adam and i'm like adam can you do this again <laughs> and it's talking uh, under his breath and like his irish irish accent i came to understand him he gets up and marches back to his spot to start and we did it and we got that you know, that fight sequence is a minute and 48 seconds long. Sorry, I'm a geek. <laughs> and it's one take, no cuts. That's how we filmed it. And we did it four times. We had four tries at it. We actually had three tries at it. And then our, our amazing set designer, Danica, she said, look, Matt, you have three tries at this. All you could afford was three breakaway bottles. So that's how many chances you get. Oh, wow. So the third one, we get it. And all the first three takes were good, except there was like a little, you know, spot in each one that made it not perfect so i was thinking i'll just cut it and i'll just take another shot of something where i like take a close-up of her hand and we just cut to her hand or whatever and then she comes out of the room and she's like but i had this one in storage and she has like a vodka bottle size breakaway glass and she's like you can use this and that's the take we use the fourth and final take Mm. we also only had three takes in there's a shot where myself mama bear comes through the ceiling where there are a bunch of missionaries that she's taking out. Yeah. Um, mercenaries, mercenaries. Mercenaries. Sorry. What oh, I said. Missionary. Missionary. <laughs> not mercenaries. She's not sorry. telling mercenaries. <laughs> she comes through. That's a diff- different movie <laughs> altogether. And now for the real shot, I was up on like a barrel. Come on in, honey. Come on. Um, you can hop in. <sighs> you want to come in and say hi to my friends real quick? I have to. When I come in. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I have to jump off this barrel, but there's a zipper that has debris above. So it looks like Mm. she's actually crashing through. And there's this whole process of like, okay, you have one second to pull the zipper. And then in two seconds after that's pulled and the debris comes down, you have to jump. And so you're trying to get the timing and everything. And I slipped and fell Mm. and everyone was worried. Like, oh, she's going to slip and you're going to hurt yourself. And we need, and I was like, just stop. I'm never going to do that again. I didn't know debris would be falling under my foot. I'll be sure-footed. Like, I, I, I felt like such a sissy loser, you it's, know? It's, <laughs> and the second cut is what's in the film. Like, it turned out perfectly. But he said something great, too, which is, it's so real to fall and pick yourself back up. Right, and right, I exactly. that a great one to show. Right. I fall and then I get back up and go. But My, my take on, on Mama Bear specifically is this mama character is an assassin a black ops like she can do whatever she wants to to whoever she wants she can get shot and keep going 
Yeah, they can hear us. <laughs> um, and if a assassin jumps through the roof, sometimes they slip on glass and then they get up and they're still shooting. Right. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. <laughs> why can't that be in a movie too? You know. So, you know, we ended up using a take where she didn't fall, but it's funny when you're shooting with an actress and she's my lead actress the producers and the people involved in the project are very worried about her where I'm like, I'm very much like grateful because she's my wife and Mm. I know she wants to make this movie awesome. So when she falls off the garbage can and slips in the take, I'm like, all right, all right, let me go scoop her back up. That's not going to happen again. I know that in my head, but everybody else is like, should we um, hire a (laughs) woman for the day? Like if we lose her, it's going to shut down the whole thing. And should, do we need to call her agent and sag? And I'm like, He's my wife. Can we go eat a burrito and figure it out? Yeah. Like, That's the thing too is everyone knew we were husband and wife, so it was like, oh, you have your wife oh, doing this. Mm-hmm. Or they like, why would you put your wife through this? Do you get that? Right. Exactly. You know, a lot of people do that. They put their spouses <laughs> in a role, and but we didn't talk. We didn't hang out in the same room when we were on set. So there were people who didn't know mm. that we were husband. I mean, they probably thought that the director was hooking up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they didn't know. I didn't. I wasn't like, "Hey, everybody, this is Mandy, your lead actress, and also my wife." Like, I didn't. I didn't do any of that. I was like, "This is Mandy Musgrave. She's our lead actress." Yeah. Right, and that's and that's who she is and who she was. And we're you know we're working in a professional atmosphere. It doesn't matter that she's my wife. It only matters if you walk up and put your hands or do something inappropriate to her on my set. You know what I'm saying? Right. As far as we all know, she's our lead actress, and we are all here to help serve her creativity. We want to help do whatever we can so she delivers the best. That's all you need to know about your actress. And he plays Mama Bear's son. Yeah, I saw. Good job. And I Bowser. From Super Mario. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> With Matt directing me in such a film was he was able to come over and whisper little things to make me break down and cry instantly. Mm. you know about our son like they had one thing where there was a I needed to break down and cry and he just came in and set an apple with like a bite out of it on the table and whispered something to me that no one else knew and I instantly started crying and it was uh imagine never being a mother again and like at the time Macklin was three and if we ever bought apples he would come home before I'd even put everything away and just pick them up and take one bite out of each apple, you know, and it was so cute and so funny and frustrating, but <laughs> seeing it and thinking it in that moment that I would never see all those apples with a little bite out of it. Oh, wow. That made me cry. That's yeah. I'm like, let me, <laughs> and this is what it was. And here, I don't want to take credit for it because it actually was a note that was given to me from the writer, Lee Ehlers, who's also written the next two movies that we just sold. Is that too bright? I'll try to give you guys a little oh, light. Good. Um, I whispered in her ear and I said, today's the last day you ever get to be a mother. Wow. And once you're a mother, to me to think that like, if you told me today's last day, I get to be a dad, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's the last day I'm a human. That's, that's not, right. I, have, yeah. I, I don't, I don't exist for anything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And, and so uh, it worked. And so when you see her in the bed after the doctor gives her the bad news in the, in the short, um, that's that moment. That's that, that line of direction led her face to do what it did in that take. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? 
He's on the phone with Coyote Peterson. Oh, Coyote oh, Peterson. Oh, that's, yeah. Tell, Tell him I said what's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Did, did you like doing uh, Mama Bear? I only remember acting in it. That's true, because our footage was real. Yeah, it looked like he was, it was just real footage. Can yeah, I ask I've been... a question really quick, actually? What? I think this might be interesting. Hey, Macklin, can you describe Dada in five words? If someone goes, hey, what's your dad like? What would you say? Wild, strong, happy, and and wesley. One more. And loving. Oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Wrestly. Wrestly is my favorite new oh. uh, It's like it's like you like you like to wrestle and you like messing around. You're very wrestly. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what I was talking about, but I'm so happy yeah. that you've got to see and meet everybody this morning. This is so great. Yeah. I actually um met you guys at at the convention. Yes. I was um you probably remember me. I was the girl that was filming at the green room. <laughs> I do remember. And I'm sitting here the whole time. I'm like Are you familiar? <laughs> when I first saw your face, I was like, I know you somehow. <laughs> yeah. And that's a hundred percent the way. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm like, I felt I felt kind of bad afterwards. I'm like, oh gosh, they're like like having breakfast or something. You guys were eating. And I just saw everybody. I was so excited. I pulled out my phone. I'm like, oh my God, there they are. And then you were at the door and you're like, hey. I was like, hey. And then you close the door. I was like, oh yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Wait, wait, which convention? The was South that? of Nowhere one we did. In Vegas? No, no, no. Uh, we it did. was in LA. It oh, the LA, LA one. The one where I kind of like hosted it a little. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. When was that? 2013. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's almost been 10 years. That's crazy. Gabby just said she That's was crazy. like, because we have another offer to do something together, she and I. And we were like, can we just do a reboot? <laughs> Can we just? We were talking about it. That would be great. I think yeah. everyone would be on board for it too. Yeah. And the fan base is way bigger now than it was when it was actually on we, air. We talked about all of it, and I told him I was like, "There is a world where there's a movie made." for a, a reasonably small budget where we can get all the actors easily. Mm -hmm. If I can get Tommy to write it and I to direct it for next to nothing, like there's a way that we make a movie that deals with the current world, like those characters in our current world, BLM, the COVID pandemic, the, uh, the racist, the Asian, all the, all the things that are going on politically right now, all yes. the things that are going on in this country, like I'm like spinning how to, like, right. I know. And that's what I'm saying. So that's what I told him. I was like, this is how on our mind it is. We do, we love, we, you know, we think it exists somehow, some way. And, and at some time for sure. Somehow. Yeah. I mean, want to see a bunch of mid 30 year olds, 40, 40 year old. Yes. Earlier I was like, I always compare my, my uh, Aiden Dennison, which they gave me a middle name, uh, James. James. Aiden mm -hmm. James Dennison. I created a backstory with my parents. We'll oh. get to that in a minute. Oh, yes. so um, did I. I want to hear yours. <laughs> okay. Well, let me know when we could, yeah. Yeah, I was saying that it was like the Luke Perry from 90210 where yes. you're like watching the show and you're wait you're like, why is that high school kid's mustache like <laughs> what is what's happening? Well, you and Asha were both I think Asha was the oldest mm -hmm. kid. But she still looks like she's like, yes. she is so beautiful. She, she and she's so sweet. We interviewed her. She looks younger than she did when she was on the show. <laughs> I, I just looked at pictures recently and I was like, Asha. It's like share the skin regime. I know. What, drop that I, I think I said that. I think she just laughed. I'm like, I'm serious. I want to know. <laughs> and Gabby looks amazing too. She still has that baby face, just like Jason Bateman. There are some people in life mm -hmm. that have I never lose it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, they're going to be 15 forever. Yeah. <laughs> we were just uh, earlier, we were talking about Aiden's parents, uh, Barbara and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And uh, were your parents' names? Were my parents yeah. Names? And they're, I guess, business people. That's why they're always away. They're always or a working. teacher. The teacher was legit too. I feel like Barbara could be a teacher. But if she was a teacher, she'd always be around and Aiden would always be home. That's true. He was always at the Carlin's or at Ashley's. (laughs) I feel like his father might have been a, uh, an abusive drunk. Oh, I I just felt that. Oh, your story. (laughs) Aiden was always so broken and tormented. Why? If he had a perfect home Mm. life and, you know, I mean, yes, if you fall in love with someone and then they like someone else, it can be heartbreaking. But to the point of where he was, Aiden was so broken and trying to off himself and all these things. Yeah. But that was like in the third that was, season. Yeah, that was after the, the shooting when he was like about to jump off roofs and stuff and yeah, walk yeah. into traffic. Wow. Yeah. What? And then get yeah, a Valerie. Like that escalated quickly. <laughs> that too. Yeah. yeah, she didn't have any parents. Second second season. Well, no, she uh, did have parents. Yeah, they were just like. Yeah. They stole Where? her dad's yeah, charity or something. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. That would have been good to see. I think they really should have shown yours, though. Yeah, we'd never get a, a view of your parents ever. They talked about them. You'd be like, oh, like my parents, this, my parents. <laughs> They're that. all screen like, over there. Yeah, there was like one, the pool party, and the parents were there. Like they said my parents were there, but we never saw them. They only yeah. mentioned them. We couldn't afford to hire <laughs> Right. <laughs> and Aiden's bedroom was actually so. The Carlin's home was actually a real house Mm -hmm. and every single room that they used in that house was in the same location. So it was as if they were using this real home, but then randomly they just took off a room that was like the den of the home. And they were like, no, we're going to put Aiden's bedroom here. (laughs) Aiden actually lives in the Carlin home. You know what I mean? That was all the same, the same place. Yeah, we, it was all in the same building essentially. So yeah, I lived in the Carlins. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was, it was a strange thing. Ashley had several places on set. <laughs> you had like that first like place with the drum set, season one, where oh yeah, like our first kiss in the room with like me, you, and Gabby, and like, and I was like, I gotta go pee. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the the three way. Like graffiti uh, on the wall. Friends with benefits. Yes. The third season, she got that big oh, loft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sick. I wanted to have that. <laughs> I want a loft. So Dude, bad. that made me want a loft. That it was like the movie Big. Y'all know the movie Big with Tom with Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so he it was so cool when this movie's old. I'm dating myself. I've gotten it's to the cool. point where I sit and I look at people and they're like, uh, no idea. <laughs> yeah, but the movie Big, Tom Hanks is this young person in inside the older person's body, but he gets this mm-hmm. studio that was like Ashley's studio, where essentially just one giant room and you fill it with all sorts of fun stuff. I and love that studio. Was that was studio. so much I fun. Like the film. beads, the beads you guys had. Oh yeah. yeah. Sound doors. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that was to Kyla's room, the beads. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, oh. Yeah. We had so many good scenes in there in that loft. Like the one where I opened the door and Spencer's standing there. In the trench coat. In her coat. Yeah. 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 So huge for Spencer and way bigger of a deal for Gabby because she's a very, she's a modest person. But at the same time, I'm sure right now she's walking around her place completely naked. She's like, <laughs> all the time she would. But... I, that was so brave of her. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. And we filmed the last final 
like there's I think a, there's a moment where we're watching like I don't know if it's your school project or but you film they film like Spencer. us talk, oh, Spencer yeah. school project and we're mm-hmm. sitting on your couch yeah at your at your studio at, at the, the loft. loft okay and we have like food out in the final shot of the show Oh, for graduation? Yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. all of us at at the table grabbing food and goofing off. And it's we had the moment before we were all sitting on the couch watching Spencer's interview. Oh, yeah. The very, very final one. I I swore there was a chocolate fountain in that scene, too. (laughs) There was a chocolate fountain. (laughs) On the table. I'm glad you said it because I I was just thinking I was eating chocolate. I don't know where I got (laughs) that. And I see we have we were given box sets. And that's the one the last 10 minutes of that episode has never played in that box set. I don't know if you knew that, but it won't play. So I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen the end. I can look it up, but I. Okay. Cause I was like, I'll send it to you. Still, I wanted to, it was so beautiful. I, re- I remember holding the, this little key, the keychain. Yeah. yeah. And it had like shells and our little pieces of rice with our names on it. And yeah. I go to give it to her as like a proposal almost. And I wanted to see it so bad. Yeah, your outfit was fierce in that episode. Too. That crop top was amazing. That yeah, white we- one that had the little buttons on it. Oh my gosh. Yes, I had it. I kept it. Oh nice. Yeah, I kept a lot of my clothes. We have a a segment on our podcast called Crop Top Alerts. Crop Top Alerts. Whenever you come, like whenever there's a scene where you're wearing a crop top, we stop, we talk about it, we describe it, how fashionable it is. Do you ever talk about anything else? (laughs) Right? We could do a whole podcast about that. You just look so good in those crop tops. You looked amazing. So, yeah. Thank you. I loved them. I I thought they were fun. I mean, obviously there were days where I was like, mm-hmm. I yeah, wanna, <laughs> I don't want to wear this. Showing all of this. I feel like Ash, <laughs> Ashley like put her brand on the, I'm going to show some midriff belly. Yeah. Like, you were the queen of always. <laughs> well, Aiden took his shirt off a lot too. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember I would, we would go into, uh, we had a giant trailer for just wardrobe and it was sectioned for everyone else. And then like mine, they were always so short because it was short shorts, bras, and like the little crop tops, and that yeah. was my section. Wow! <laughs> but they all, I, they always had really good bras for me, but yeah. like in high end stuff. So even mm. though I wasn't wearing much, they were all <laughs> very, very nice. comfortable and nice. And I did. I asked to keep a bunch of it. It was great. Why yeah. not? So cool. Yeah, but no, where's that out? Who? You know yeah, where I mean? else are you gonna wear? <laughs> Right. I mean, even Ashley's hair, it was like perfectly curled every day. I'm like, no one, no one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, she spends time. Like who has yeah. a, and wearing heels every day to school? Mm-hmm. Or Although I did, we had to do some award thing at a high school out here in LA and they do look like that here. Mm. Oh, in LA? Yeah. The high school kids, they, they wow. get up and they curl their hair and they wear heels to school. Crop tops too? Jeez. I don't know if that's allowed. I'm sure they'd try it. <laughs> oh, because I think we mentioned show, that. Yeah, on the show they wear, and I'm like, do they really wear this yeah, in real the life? Principal didn't say anything, or like, yeah, because our school, our principal would be like, no. Yeah, I know that's that does always bother me with shows. I'm like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Ash. What was the name of our uh, high school? Um, King High, King High Cobras. I yeah. feel like Ashley was like like greasing the faculty with money at at King High so she could wear what she wanted. <laughs> Yeah, she was. Like nobody said anything. You yeah. thought, oh, there goes Ashley in uh, short shorts and her thong yeah. shirt and a midriff. <laughs> they're like, hmm, I'll just look over here for now. <laughs> and for us, we're from Florida. and We are too. You're in Florida? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tampa. Well, I'm in Tampa. We grew up in Tampa and she's in Miami right now. Mm-hmm. You're Floridian? Yes. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Way to go. Good job. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, as people talk about Florida and I'm like how we're Floridians and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, we have good souls. We have Look, some of us are all right. <laughs> some of us are all right. We we all know Florida's crazy. Yes, mm-hmm. they do what they want. Somehow they're still surviving. It's all good. My whole family's there and all that stuff. But listen, some mm-hmm. of us are sane. I would like to raise right. my hand. I'm one of the sane ones. That I, came I hate hearing that Florida man. Florida man does this. Florida man. <laughs> like not everybody's like that. It's either bath salts or yeah, something strange. <laughs> bath salts. <laughs> Well, you guys know the Florida dress codes then. It's like arms yeah. down. You can't, okay. Can't pass the fingers. Yeah. So I was, my shorts would have to be so long. So I would cut them and I wore short shorts and I would get in trouble in school. But my teach, I was always a good student. And so mm-hmm. my teachers would call me out and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, I'll go change them. And then I would just leave for the rest <laughs> of that class, you know, but I knew the lessons and I, I never, I never did anything bad, but except besides the dress code, but Ashley was just like that too. So I wonder if maybe she was a good student. <laughs> All I'm thinking right now though, is when she <laughs> class and she gets kicked out. Yes. Hold on. All I'm thinking about is the scene where this is, you're telling what you just told to them to Gabby and you guys are drinking wine. And it's like this hilarious moment where you guys are trashing the show in the movie. Oh, you're writing the movie in your head right now. Oh, you're saying. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, if I was Spencer right now and she's talking about like, oh my God, my orangutan arms and I wore short shorts (laughs) and we're like flashing Flashbacks. That would be great. To that the would moment. be good. And then like all of a sudden, like that's the like, start Ashley, of the movie. You're like always wore stuff that we're revealing. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like you hear like bang, bang, bang at the door, and Valerie's there and she's got a bloody nose, and then there's our movie. What happened? We gotta figure it out. Oh wow. And somehow it's some hybrid horror movie. Like halfway oh. through the movie, it turns into a slasher flick. No, and they knock no, us off no, one at a time no. until I'm the only one left. Like uh kind of like chain letter, but not chain letter, right? <laughs> kind of like chain letter, but just not chain letter. <laughs> yeah, right. Chain letter. <laughs> Speaking of which, look. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Is that the girl they wish They only made one the Nikki the, Reed, right? Yes. Yeah, the one movie theater yeah, that, yeah. that played it. Dude, I used to always get, when I first saw Mandy in South of Nowhere, I used to always be like, well, she looks just like Nikki Reed. She used to get Sophia Bush a lot. Oh, yeah? I would get Nikki. You know who I also had was Amanda Ferreira. I could see Amer- America Ferreira. Oh, I could see that. From uh, Superstore. America? Am I mixing and, it up? Uh, and that, that cheer movie? She was in a cheer movie. Kick it up? Well, yeah, she didn't got to kick it up. Got to kick Disney. it up. Yeah. Well, but she had her own show for a while where she was yeah, like yeah, in a yeah. fashion. It is America Ferreira. Yeah, Ugly Betty, yeah. Oh, oh, that was her? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, okay, yeah. I would get her, too. Yeah. So I was, as you were saying that, all that stuff about Ashley, I was wondering how much of yourself is similar to to Ashley? I think her tenacity and how vulnerable she was, too, I think was a lot like me. A lot of who she was, they wrote, I ended up taking on. I wasn't, I wasn't as, um, confident and and confrontational as she was willing to be and even though those qualities might seem like they're not assets i i needed those in mandy um also by playing a lesbian i went out although she wasn't in the labels 
Um, right. <laughs> I, I went out and I would go to gay clubs and um, tried uh, surrounding myself with more like-minded people to Ashley to see how, how I could do her more justice. And in doing that, I found that I already was so much like her mm. so much. And I mean, I, I didn't dress the same, but I ended up bringing that on. Like yeah, I have a body I'm going to show. Right. My body. And I started showing my stomach mm-hmm. off, you know, and it, that stopped after a while of not being on South of nowhere, but I really, I became proud of my body through South, yeah. which doesn't seem like much. It seems like a physical thing, but every single person is self-conscious about something. And by being through Ashley, I became so confident with who I was. So I'm short. So I'm small breasted. So I'm petite. None of that matters. That's, mm-hmm. that's my package. And it's a beautiful one. And through Ashley, I had confidence in that. And then with her following her dreams and not giving up on love and willing to wait it out. I did that as well. You know, with Matt Cohen waiting around and having that friendship. And I, I, I really, I looked up to Ashley a lot. Getting to play that character was one of the best things in my life. I didn't know it then. I knew it was fun, but I didn't realize how much she had actually taught me. And you never know till, till it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because none of us knew how special or valuable that show was while we were on it. And I don't think even if we did, we could have kept it going because of our ages. We're kind of outgrowing the network, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit, but when we look back now and I, t- I get to talk about it all the time because I'm always coming across people that were on the show or part of the show at work with ET and stuff like that. And it's so rare that you get to be part of a project early on in your career that has a, a message behind it, or could be the voice of somebody in a positive light the amount of people that we've met that have said, I have South of nowhere became my courage of my voice. It became, Hey, I'm gay. I'm saying it. And I don't care what you think about me. And I, and I found that, you know, Aiden was a a simple character to play, right? Joe jock uh, shows up and whatever. And then you quickly learn that he's a major advocate uh, you know, the whole spectrum of people, but specifically these two gay girls and their love for each other. And Matt got to learn from all the gay and lesbian people behind the scenes what I was missing in life. I was missing an understanding of people. I was missing a whole culture that was enjoying and living in existence that I, I didn't even really know anything about the gay culture. And then Nancy Lee, you know, she like swooped me up and like, I only had gay friends and lesbian <laughs> friends. And like, I, it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to step in and just say too, I think that that they did that for everyone in the show. Yeah. You know, one of, one of our friends on the show had a boyfriend who was, I mean, he's one of the best people he does no wrong, but he grew up in a small town where he had never met anyone who wasn't white. Mm. Then he comes to LA and he's telling me the story and already I'm thinking, okay, you're racist and, (laughs) and sexist. And you know, you don't like gays and this show's probably, probably hate this and what she's doing. And he said that it opened up his eyes because he never knew a gay person. He never knew a black person. He never knew even a Spanish person. Like, so Mm. he was like, no, I, I get to know everyone now and everything. And I'm so intrigued. And just like you were saying, it was a lesson for you by not growing up around it. You now were thrown into this school of reality 
Mm. And it helped, it helped us all with that. I always grew up with a bunch of gay and lesbians all around me because my mom was a therapist and, and her other counselors there were lesbians. And, um, because I was already around it all. I knew that people are only different from the individual person, but as a whole, we're all just humans and it doesn't matter our skin color or who we love. None of that matters. We all love. But what I learned through this was how many people hate what they fear yeah. or hate what they don't know. You know, it's scary. I don't know. It. I don't want to learn about it. I'm And we all received a bunch of uh, feedback mm-hmm. myself and Gabby, probably mostly that was you're turning children gay. You're turning people gay by watching this. You are an abomination just for the fact that you're playing these roles. And it opened our eyes and, in order to go on doing it, we became really passionate about not just those characters, but the story, doing it justice, you know? And like the simple fact that like, you know, pa- Paula, Paula Carlin, mm-hmm. you know, that, that people like her are everywhere mm-hmm. still. I mean, even worse now. And like, she's like the vanilla powdered version <laughs> of, you know, what's really out there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're getting to see these people yeah. that storm the Capitol or perform these, these hate crimes or these racist crimes. And like, man, it's crazy, but that's what it did. It opened the door, started discussion on, Oh, there's, you know, you Arthur's rather accepting. And then he's married to the, the super, you know, religious wife that mm-hmm. thinks gay people shouldn't be allowed to love each other. Like it's, right. it's crazy that that's a real thing. And, even still, like we're having this conversation 15 years later, even still now more yeah. than ever, like people it still have care. You can't love him. You can't love her. Like, it's funny that what? I, I'm a homeschool teacher now. So I'm teaching my son and in school the other day, he asks me something um, about the changing in uh, policies and presidents and, and he heard something and and I said, oh, well, these two people, they're having a hard time. They can't really get married right now. And he goes, but why? And I was like, oh, well, you know, some people think this with the two boys or two girls. And he's like, but but God is love. Aww. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he, well, but if someone loves each other, and he said, if a duck loves a sheep or a girl loves a girl or a boy loves a boy, they're still loving and God is love. And he didn't understand what was wrong. And I told him yeah. you're not understanding because it's not wrong. Right. That's all taught. Right. If you're like, like, explain to me how I make my hand disappear. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I can't explain it. Right. Well, that so, can't happen. I'm so confused too, as to how humanity is so worried about all the ducks and oh, they're in the ocean and they're covered in oil. We have to bring them in. Let's wash them off. Let's take care of them. It's, Great. Why can't you do that with our own, <laughs> with, with human beings, <laughs> with yeah. our own self, yeah. with that white, why are you going right. to go help that person that you see as being mistreated and beaten in the street? And right. you know what I mean? Like, but if it was a, if it was a dog or a puppy, mm-hmm. right. And, and we don't certainly don't need to get political, but if you just look at the last year of COVID and you go all the money that was given to various big companies for bailouts, you know, this, that, and the other thing and everything in between, how come of all these years and all these kind of economy issues we've had, we've never taken those trillions of dollars that we've given big corporations and given them to like 
I don't know, inner city city neighborhoods to like mm-hmm. put in a safer place for kids to play or, or a better school, you know, like we don't spend mm-hmm. any money on our problems in right. this country. And that's, that's the problem. We don't, yes. you know, it's like. More importantly now, like we're seeing this a lot ourselves, like uh, for mental stability, like counseling should be free for everyone. Yes. Therapists need to find a way to make money, but that yeah. should be completely covered. Mental stability with people committing suicide over oh, they would have this beautiful life, but because they're surrounded by a couple of ignorant people. And they possibly can't afford the, you know, yeah. the counseling. It is expensive. That, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are hotlines, but that's... How is that? That's going to do it now. Mm. So, yeah. That's a, <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. I know that was intense. <laughs> I feel like I've known y'all for like, man, we can let this go yeah, on man. and on. I know. You guys are really easy to talk to. Ditto. Well, thank, thank you. you. Um, any questions for us or anything like that? Because that's about all we have. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> here's a question. When and why did you start this? Uh, your company, I guess you could say. Your, what you guys are doing with South of Nowhere and, and why, why are you doing it? And when, <laughs> and when did you start? Uh, I guess I'll start since I came up with the idea for um, the podcast. So my favorite TV show is South of Nowhere. I I started watching it kind of late season three, 2008. And I I grew up not having very many gay friends or anything like that, or not knowing much about that type of world. And when I saw the show, I was like, wow, this could be an interesting show to watch. It's different from everything else. Um, I love shows that push the boundary and are, you know, different. And I went to school for broadcast at UF and once I started getting into podcasts a couple of years ago, I realized there wasn't one for South of Nowhere. There's a lot of TV shows that have review uh, podcasts, but there's not one for South. And I could talk about the show all day. <laughs> like I could talk about it forever. So I decided to make a podcast and I edit, like I got my sister on because me and her started watching at the same time. When I, st- when I found it, I was like, you're watching this with me. We're watching it <laughs> together. Um, and it's, it's, been, it's been a crazy journey. Yeah, we're sisters. Oh, yeah. Oh. bury the lead with that one <laughs> why, why are you living apart from each other she's in college uh, okay. in miami and i'm at my parents house in tampa okay she's away okay. at college yes yes i go to your sister went there really oh, fiu awesome. yeah oh cool i'm in the master's program for athletic training oh my goodness look, Wait at, you. look at you mic drop no big deal <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome congratulations how much longer do you have to go I am halfway. So after this semester, I'll have three semesters left. And then I take the certification next year and then I'll have a job. <laughs> you, did you have to do this whole last year in, at home, like from your, your room? Yeah. Homework? So last summer, we, when the whole pandemic started, we were on Zoom. So that was our first semester. We learned everything on Zoom. And then they opened school back up in the fall. And it was only the master's students, like not like other undergrad students. So campus was kind of dead. But now we're in the spring and it's still just a few master students. And then they want to bring everybody back like this summer. So it's so funny that they only did the masters. They're like, well, these kids are really serious. Yeah, so. <laughs> they, we, it's hard learning on Zoom when we have to do like hands on things. So it's really important for us to be in person to do things like that. Wow. Well, good luck. <laughs> and now you're about to lose all the parking spots. Yeah. But- well, hey, uh, first of all, thank you for having us. Second of all, I want to do this again. I, mm-hmm. if yeah. you know, like, 
maybe even there's a time where like I can watch an episode and comment with you guys or Mandy can or whatever. Like, I just think it's fun we to talk. We could pick our favorite ones and talk through it. That would be fun. Yeah, whatever. Just whatever. Yeah, I think we'll it, see if we can do that. It, ma- it makes a nice moment, I think, for you guys. And like, they're going to deliver this to the fans. And I think we're doing it for them too. And I think it's, uh, I think we owe it to everybody. And it's nice to sit and talk about South of Nowhere. It's such a positive in our life and so many other people's lives. So yeah, you guys are the homies to me, man. You guys are like heroes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I was thinking about one thing. I know we're wrapping up, but I just wanted to tell you why I was thinking about it. There was this scene and we weren't together yet, but in real life, but it's, it was at dark in, it was at nighttime and we're getting ready to part ways and we end up kissing outside, like in front of, I think it was maybe my house and we're getting ready to. Yeah. I had on a white leather motorcycle jacket. That's, that's right. What I remember. Yes. Wow, and you were saying. And I was like, two seconds you don't to move, move right. before I kiss you. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, you I was like, that better than me. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you come up with that line or was it written for you or what? No, no, no. It was written. Yeah. yeah okay. Because I was like, that's <laughs> I took it like he it. I was like, yes. <laughs> and here's a little insider. Um, um, that's what I, yeah. I was yeah. Gonna say, are you going to talk about, about the ice cube? Yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You tell it. Okay. It was, it was so <laughs> cold out and. Um, the director, Bethany at the time had this brilliant trick. Every time we went to kiss, it was supposed to be like in spring or summer, but every time we were talking or went to kiss, you could see the smoke, mm. you know, from your breath in the cold show. Yeah. So she had us ice cubes in our mouth so that when we were talking, our, our breath would be the same temperature as the mm. outside air and it wouldn't show the puff of smoke. Well, if you listen to us talk, uh, because <laughs> our mouths were so cold like our tongue was numb so it was yes. like yeah but it was a great trick but yeah. i just thought that was funny and a little insider yeah, yeah. secret yeah look we're gonna talk more i'm having so much fun but um d- you guys Thank you again. And I Thank look you guys forward to for being here for jumping on Get Wasted on South of Nowhere. Yes. Yes. Thank you for your time and your energy and your words <laughs> and all the stories, everything. And tell Mac when we said what's up. Oh, yeah. we will. Yeah, your baby is adorable. Thank you. Our when, little- <laughs> hey, when you guys tweet this out, email me directly. And so I can make sure I don't miss the link. And as soon as you tweet it, then I'll retweet it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Enjoy your Sunday. Um, thank you again. We thank you so thank much. You guys. For... I'd love to talk to you. Thank guys you. Too. Thank you so much for being here. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Right. Bye. That was so cool. Was, oh, my goodness. It was pretty dope, man. I was like fighting back tears the whole interview. I was like, let me. They were such nice people. They were reg- They were regular people for real. Like, And Matt was super geeked to talk to us, too. He was just as excited as we were. And he was like we just felt like regular people but yeah and them all them both being from Florida and us being from Florida it was like yeah it's different when you talk to Florida peeps it's a comfortability you know that yeah we felt like family <laughs> yeah like you can say certain slang to them and things like that and i love when he would say y'all like i got this ready for y'all this background ready for y'all how y'all doing you know yeah. and then mandy her accent's a lot thicker than i th- i thought it was than it was on the show she hit it well but in this interview, her accent was thickums. <laughs> and I loved it, man. It felt like I was having drinks with old college buddies. And then little baby Macklin. 
the baby was so cute. His, his little voice. I had. I got to edit his little baby voice. <laughs> he is the cutest. He is. Mandy and Matt, you guys did a great job on Macklin. Oh, yeah. He's so polite. Thank you very much. So sweet. Um, <laughs> you know, Matt was talking so much. Funny thing is, we had a whole list of questions for him with conversation points. Like, it was... It was like a science (laughs) and we didn't even really have to ask very many questions because he was just talking so much that he went through every point I already had. He couldn't even see my questions, but he would just start talking and each of those points would be covered. It was just perfect, man. Um, You know, I still get really geeked that we get to do this. I still get right. Talk to these people. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) so surreal. It still is. And I wish I could use a better word for it, but. I guess, you know, if you guys were in this situation, you, you'd you be speechless as well. So hopefully you understand our lack of speech. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I also like the way Mandy kept just, she was thinking of stories, like cool stories about the show she could tell us. She was just like thinking. Yeah, and, she loved telling us stories. Yeah, and they were so expressive. Like, it was <laughs> like, you know, oh, and that was this. And we laughed about the uh, two seconds to move before I uh, do something I haven't done in a really long <laughs> Um, so it just shows you that these people, these cast members are so normal and so sweet. And, you know, every time we've interviewed them, each person has either mentioned their family or had their family be a part of the interview in some, some way, you know, um, we interviewed Mm -hmm. Valerie and she like showed us her doggy Miley and we said hi. And then, you know, (laughs) Maeve had like her mom on and that Mandy had their little boy. So it's so cool yeah. that they uh, they bring them in and uh, they really are just like us. Like they got their families, they got their kids. Yeah, they have their lives that they do. I like that we say that they're regular. Like we expect them to be on like a golden throne and like silk robes. And yeah, have like servants and uh, butlers and things like butlers. that. <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> Before you uh, interview me, I need to talk to my butler and make sure he's going to bring me my drinks while we talk. I need to consult with my personal chef first to make sure that what I'm having for dinner is what I'm having for dinner. Yeah, I don't know what I think. <laughs> like, what I'm, when I, you know, what I think they're going to be when I say I need that. my personal assistant to go pick up my, my kids. <laughs> yeah, or I don't know, or something. I just assume. Nah, they were know, not like that. But they're not they like cool. that at all. So, yeah. hopefully, you know, we love doing these episodes and the only time we get to do them is when they these people agree to do interviews with us. So, hopefully we get another interview. Yeah, another interview. Not going to mention any names because I don't want to jinx it. Uh, hopefully we can do this again. I always say that at the end of every episode, but hopefully we can do it again because I love doing this. And yeah, make sure you guys hit up our social media because we'll have tons of video of this interview that we edited together. So if you guys want to see visually how these people looked, they look great. Um, Amazing. Yeah, hit up our social media, Get Wasted SON on on Instagram and SON Wasted on Twitter if you want to see some awesome footage of this amazing interview. Um Oh, you know what I wanted to say? What? Man, I I, w- I hope they get that reboot. <laughs> they, <laughs> I don't want to get our hopes up, but Jesus, why he had to sprinkle that in there? That to- would be live AF. It would be so live. I want to be an extra. It would want, just be live. No, I want to have one line. I want to have one line. <laughs> you want to say something? I want to say like, I don't know. I'll be a waiter. I'll be a waiter at a, at a <laughs> restaurant. I'll be a bartender. You can be like... um. 
like Sherry and just laugh in the background. <laughs> That's our practice. That was a practice laugh. You started. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get the laugh perfect. Yeah. I don't Can't know. Can't mess up a laugh. I don't know. That would be so awesome. I would fly out for that. <laughs> get fluid I'd out. I'd leave my whole life and just... <laughs> <laughs> just fucking go <laughs> to go say one line heck yeah on a south of nowhere reboot movie whatever i already went out there to meet the homies you think i ain't gonna go back get out flewed there? out to say one line i don't even gotta say the line even if they're like yeah we can't give you a line netty i'll just hang out on set i'll do a podcast yeah. from the set of what's going on on set yeah yeah i, I don't want to be a groupie but you know what i mean but yeah um that's about it from us y'all uh, if you guys want to talk to us, hit us up on our social media and comments on those videos. Let us know what you think of them. I took some time to edit. Yeah. Um, thank you for the fans, to the fans for listening to us and staying with us. We know that we're gone for a few months, but we're just out here trying to get these interviews together. And whenever it happens, it happens. And that's why we come back at these random times. But at least it happens, you know? Yeah, I know it takes so long for us to get an interview, uh, to get an episode together, but that's because we're just acquiring these interviews, and it takes time. It doesn't happen like that. Like, there's one uh, cast member we've been trying to lock down for, like, a year and some change. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's like it's like a, one of the best Easter egg hunts I've ever done. It's like finding treasure. It's like finding, you know, you got to work to find the treasure. You don't you don't always find the treasure right away. You got to dig, you got to go left and right and sometimes you fail, but yeah, you got to go through some stuff. You know, hopefully we'll come out the end of it with a pot of gold, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, keep those subscription uh buttons pressed cuz you never know. Yeah. And that's why I dropped this. I dropped it as, as a surprise episode because I surprise motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> cuz I want to keep y'all on your toes. We uh we just wanted to brighten your day. I didn't want to promote it because I wanted to like give you guys a surprise for rocking with us like this. And I knew that as soon as you wake up in the morning and you look at your notifications, of, if you had the, the button pressed and you saw Matt Cohen and Mandy Musgrave interview, you would be so jazzed about your day and everything like that. I felt like a surprise is better than knowing that it's coming. So... There you go. That's right. So that's it for me. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna head on out. And thank you so much for for being here, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. I'm Nettie. Nisi. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.